Hi, Merlin. Uh, my name is Dean Besser. I'm the VP Exploration for Freeman Gold Corp. And we have our highly prospective gold property in Idaho called the Lemai Gold Property. Dean, thanks for the introduction. Good to meet you. Um, it's the first time you we've well. met, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Thanks for having me. Uh, I think next time, well, hopefully we'll meet up in person. Um, PDAC has been bumped to June. I'm not sure if I'll make it to that, but I'll probably go to uh, Beaver Creek. Are you going to be there? Uh, we are planning to be there. Yeah, thank you. Right. Well, I was. I mean, this is a relatively new story for me. I mean, uh, you, you haven't been listed long, have you? A couple of years. That's um, right. And I, I it, it was very interesting. You know, I, I went through the presentation. I've been through some of your news releases. Um, the, um, the, the, how did you pronounce it? Lemai or Lemmy? Uh, Lemai, yeah. Lemai, the Lemai yeah. Gold Project. Um, That's uh, You put out a resource last year. It's about a million ounces, three quarters of a million ounces in the indicated category and a million ounces in the inferred category. But it doesn't really talk about the geology or the oxidation profile. Could you, and, and, and then there was kind of some stuff about some um, high grade stack lenses. You know, there's lots of, lots of information there, which kind of led me on a rather kind of tantalizing way, but didn't really tell me what, what we're dealing with. So could you just kind of give me some orientation of kind of the geology and what we're looking at in terms of um, what's inside that resource? Sure. Well, I can back up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, our team identified this project that, that was sitting in a private company back in about 2016, and we were able, we were fortunate enough to get it uh, in 2019 in a bid process. Um, and you know, we had reviewed the data and looked at this and knew that it was, the, it was, you know, fit the mold for what we were looking for for an advanced project that we could uh, quickly add ounces and and get into development. So. Um, uh, and it also had a very key component to it in that it had uh, a core of patented mining claims, which are rare these days. And those are much easier to work on, much easier for permitting. So uh, it, it ticked a lot of our boxes with respect to uh, what we were looking for in the project. Then we were, uh, because not many people knew about this, we actually rever reverse engineered it where we, um, we acquired all the ground around this before we actually got the patents. And that led us to have a large consolidated land package um, at, at Lemai that it was something that nobody had done in the past. Nobody had, uh, this thing sat in um, some mid-tier companies back in the 80s. Uh, they were uh, particularly AMC and they were going to mine this after Bear Track, which is now a Revival Gold's project. Uh, and so, so, so we knew that it was, it was a great project uh, and we knew that not many people knew about it because it had been inactive for so long. So, um, hang on. Uh, what's what's the distance to bear, to bear track, Arnett? Do we know how? What are you talking physically? Uh, just over just over 20, 20 miles, something like that, as the bear as the bear crawls or as the crow flies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the, the, the quite a lot of the news talks about you know the, you did a seven and a half thousand meter. Uh, kind of re-drilling program of, of old resources. You said that that was drilled in the, in the 80s, but um, wasn't the last drilling done in 2012 and that kind of at the end of that bear market? Or the That's start right. Of that so market? the mid-tiers the mid had this project uh, through the 80s and the 90s. And like I said, they, were, they, had this, uh, they had this ready to go. They were planning to mine this when they were done at Bear Track. And then, of course, all the things that happened in the market happened and uh, it was tumultuous times. And then this, uh, this thing eventually ended up in a private code. That private code did some work in 2012 
and they did a joint venture with Northern Vertex. Well, at the time, uh, so Northern Vertex uh, spent about $7 million, but at the time uh, they were putting their moss mine into production. So only owning 50% of this asset was a bit of a distraction for them and they were low on cash. So they, they got an offer from the underlying property owner who was a private company to, to pay back all their exploration expenditures and a whole bunch of cash. Uh, so they did that deal because that was basically a non-dilutive financing for them and off they went. And then it sat there in that private co uh, until, until we were able to acquire it. And have you been involved right from the start? So you've worked with Will, um, you're, you know, part of the, a team that has been together for a number of years, a number of projects. That's right. I wasn't involved with, uh, you know, obviously we have a bit of a, of a, a great, management and board right now with with Paul Matisic just coming on and Will Freeman uh, who you know and Basam Mubarak who have all been involved with a number of companies that have either gone through to production or have been uh, been taken over so um, these guys you know for them to come on is, is a testament to this asset in its own in itself because these guys just don't they just don't get involved with any project I mean I can tell you that Paul put us through the ringer before he came on board. So, okay. So let's talk about the asset then. So, um, um, what, what what are we looking at in terms of geology here? You know, the geology is fairly simplistic uh, in that it the the ore deposits hosted in a series of meta sediments, so quartzites and siltites. The mineralization is not really preferential to either one of those uh, in the stratigraphy. It it. Uh, Really what it is, is we call it an intrusion-related deposit. So on the west flanks of the gold deposit, there's, uh, there's a, a granitic intrusion. And that's obviously the heat source for this, the plumbing system for this deposit. Um, and then there are a bunch of low-angle faults that, and structures, shears and faults that come off of that and um, coalesce and, and concentrate the mineralization. So if you looked at a, at, a, at a mag map, for example, you would, you know, you can really see that Lemaya's X marks the spot. It's at the, the coalescence of two major structures, but also we know from drilling and understanding this that there are a bunch of minor structures. And, and like, like a lot of these things that have been around since the 80s and 90s in the U.S., uh, back then they only did RC drilling. So they, they really, you know, they, they drilled to specific depth. They didn't really understand the geology that much because they were really looking for low hanging fruit, uh, oxide gold deposit. They were gonna take out the, the open pit portion of this and move on. So, um, so, you know, obviously we saw a lot of potential in that. And, and I think we can get back to that because that was one of your questions earlier about, about oxidation levels and geology, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you talk about an oxide deposit, and the, you've got a, a million ounces, and the grade seems to be relatively consistent at around one gram a ton, um, and yet that's um, that's in the resource that's kind of the existing resource. But I, I know that you've been drilling at the beauty zone, and you've got some high grade material there or high grade potential. But let's just um, just focusing on that on that initial resource. You know, a million ounces. It seems to be, as you say, kind of relatively low-angled structures or sediments hosted. Um, are there no sulfides, or is it is it is it all oxidized down? I mean, what, what's the? You know, our oxidation levels really vary between uh, 150 and 200 meters. Uh, but that being said, 
when you get out of the oxidation, you, you know, it's, it's difficult to determine the oxidation from the alteration. Uh, basically, when you're, in the, when you're in the ore zone, the rocks are obliterated. Uh, and fortunately for us, what, something that we know now is that whether you're in, you know, if we wanted to call it, say, transition ore or sulfide ore at depth, uh, which it's a very low sulfidation system to begin with. So we'd never see great concentrations of sulfides. Um, but that being said, we do get some sulfide at depth. And, you know, whether you want to call it oxide transition or sulfide, it really reacts the same with respect to metallurgy. So it's, a, it's, it's not really an issue for us uh, with respect to that. So even if it goes beyond the, the pure oxide layer, it's still something that's going to be able to work on a heat leach pad. Yeah, heat bleach, uh, but, you know, really most of our studies have shown that we're probably moving towards uh, a CIL situation, uh, you know, a, a vat leach process. Uh, and, and you sort of touched on an important factor that, you know, what, how I like to describe this deposit is, is a series of high-grade lenses sitting in, in, a, in a lower-grade envelope. So it, it does bulk out at one gram per ton. But as we do more core drilling and get to understand this deposit and, and what we can see in the block models as well is that these, uh, you know, these low angle structures that hold the mineralization, they link up from section to section and we can really tie together some very high grade zones within that one gram deposit, you know, and, and you could see some of the historic grades are, you know, in excess of 10 grams uh, over, over distance. So the, it's, it's exciting that way. And, and I think you'll see that our, in our next update to our mineral resource that we will break out those high grade zones as well, you know, to just to show people that they're, you know, the payback on this thing can be quite fast because it's near surface. It's uh, the metallurgy is good. And, and there are some high grade zones that we could get through the mill quite quickly. So you, you pay off the CapEx with a high grade material and then you, you just um, blend the rest that's right. And, you know, we've looked at it. It's, it's early days for us, but, but we have looked at a number of scenarios with, uh, you know, with heap leach, vat leach and a combination where we would vat leach and then have the uh, have the lower grade material report to a, to a low grade heap leach file. So, you know, a number of different things that we've looked at, but uh, it's still early days on, the, on that front. And was the um, determining uh, factor, the, um, the, the amount of high-grade material, so it would be the gold you'd lose if you went for a lower recovery uh, uh, process. Is it, was, was that the kind of the, the determining factor? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, right now our, heap, our initial heap leach numbers that are in our 43-101 report were somewhere uh, just over 70%, uh, which, is, which is decent. Uh, and our, but our CIL numbers were uh, in excess of 90% up to 98% uh, as well. Uh, because there's a lot of coarse gold in the system, we can scalp that off of, on, a, on a gravity on the front end of that process and we get a very clean concentrate. Um, so, it's, so it's really, really the metallurgy is very, very good. Um, great. Uh, could you, do you have a map that can kind of, um, I, I could orientate myself around in terms of where the resource is and where the, where the drill meters are going? Uh, in the next 12 months or so, or this, uh, the, the, the forthcoming campaign. There we go. Okay, so just on that one, there's some great results. But that, um, 150 meters at, uh, 151 meters at two and a half grams, that's a, an eye-popping um, intersection. 
Right. And as I spoke to earlier, you can see there within that, you get that 8.7 meters of 25 grams. That's what we're talking about when we talk about these high grade lenses. And, you know, they're not a, they're not a one hit wonder. They, they continue. They're obviously not always at that spectacular grade, but they continue, uh, you know, you're able to join them up from section to section, uh, which is, which is spectacular. So, um, you know, we, to be conservative, we wanted to treat this as a, as a larger one, uh, lower grade deposit, but you know, we really do know that there are these high grade lenses in there. And on that diagram there, you've got the kind of the, almost the white outline in a very, um, uh, detailed contour is, what is that outline? Is so that's, that a the, kind of... that's the resource outline. So that's the, that's the, uh, the, the outline of, of all of the drilling that was used in the current resource that that's that 749,000 ounces at uh, 1.02 grams indicated and uh, 250,000 ounces inferred. And then, and, um, and then obviously, you know, these, these resources today have to have a pitch shell around them. So the pitch shells uh, slightly bigger than that. Um, and that's the resource shell. And then the pitch shell will be slightly bigger than that. And that's shown on another diagram here. Okay. I wondered whether your um, uh, your resource figure was, uh, you know, your cutoff grade was specifically chosen to be a nice round number, almost seven hundred and fifty and two hundred and fifty thousand ounces, because, you know, a half a gram cutoff is is quite high, isn't it? I mean, you could go lower than that, and you'd get a. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, it was at fifteen fifty gold, so we wanted to be conservative in our numbers to, you know not understanding we're in tumultuous times with respect to the market and global economies and COVID, et cetera. So we wanted to make sure we had some wiggle room to show that this really is robust, uh, you know, because if we drop this cutoff down, there's obviously there's quite a few more ounces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it depends if you can isolate enough high grade um, material to pay off your capex and give, um, be, give you kind of a blended production profile. If you can schedule it in the, in the mine schedule, and 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 you can make the low grade material pay then um all all, all good but um that's right and that's why things like the beauty zone which you know we talk about in some recent news releases is so important because it's a very high grade zone on surface um now we've put three holes into that for initial testing um and visually they they look great but uh you know until the assays come in we won't know how that shakes out but Something like this, where you have multi-ounce material uh, over width, could certainly add those high-grade ounces really quickly and and be a very quick payback on this on the on the mill. Okay, so what are we looking at here? Where, um, is this where you're going to be drilling? The, the the red dots are those the resource expansion drilling that you're planning at the moment now that you're financed. That's right. So uh, so this is only the phase one drilling. So before we did our second round of financing last year. Uh, uh, or early this year, sorry, you know, we, um, we had selected these drill holes. And now, of course, with, with uh, in excess of 20 million in the bank, we're going to, to do a, quite a comprehensive program with up to 10,000 meters and uh, leading into our PEA. Uh, we're going to quickly move it in that direction. So, but yes, this was the initial drill holes that were planned. And uh, I don't know if you can see my cursor here, but yes. these ones, these ones and these ones are, are already done. So we haven't done the, 
the, the ones in the south and these ones in the middle, but we're actively drilling uh, these three and these three and the beauty zone targets were done before Christmas. And th those, are the, those are the three holes that you said that you haven't got the assays back for, but the core looks tasty. That's right. That's right. I mean, it, it looks similar to what we see on the surface in on the hanging wall side of the fault when we drilled it. So, uh, so we're, you know, we're optimistically excited. So at the beauty zone, the grades that you that I see in the presentation are multi-ounce, you know, up to 450, and you had a good number above 10 grams a ton. Um, right. Is that, those are all from rock chip samples, new grab samples? Yes. So you haven't got, and you've put three holes in and you can see the core, but you haven't got the assays back. And that's the first drilling in the beauty zone. That's right. And it was completely untested beforehand. Yeah, the... And I think because it's fairly steep there, so it has it has a number of interesting things going for it. The beauty zone, uh, I, I think, I think it, it it wasn't tested because it was steep, and it was it was had been hydraulically mined there. So as you can imagine, you're only hydraulically mining something if there's a lot of coarse gold around, because yeah. we see a lot of placer mining in this area. But this is up on the slope, so this this the entire slope had been extensively hydraulically mined. So, uh, so it did a few things. It covered up most of the outcrop, uh, and and it was a mess. So, you know, it, I guess it deterred people from from going over there in the past. I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to what their what their mandate was in the past, but certainly, you know, when we saw these grades, we looked at it. We uh, we opened up the access, and you know, we were pretty excited about the target. Uh, anytime you get so many samples over over an ounce, you're, you're excited. And um, talk me through the kind of the, uh, it's just, uh, tell me the story, you know, the bedtime story of how you found it, you know, you kind of, you know, what was the process of getting geologists or sampling crews on that patch of ground? Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an old, I'm an old school geologist where uh, I, I'm a, I'm a systematic approach sort of guy. So when we got this project, you know, and thankfully, uh, you know, Will and Paul uh, also come from the same cut from the same cloth where, you know, we, we just throw the book at it where we basically, we do detailed soil sampling, prospecting, mapping, geophysics over the whole project area. And uh, I, I like to start with the geophysics. And the reason I do is because somebody, and I like my geologists to do it actually, because uh, they, they're walking over everything. So when they see something, I want it flagged and I want it sampled. And that's really how we found this thing, um, you know, basically just by having boots on the ground, walking over everything, there's outcrops, uh, we flag them and we go sample them. And, and, you know, right now, aside from the beauty zone out on the, out on the uh, unpatented claims, we have over 20 exploration targets that are, you know, similar sort of situation where we, we really just threw the book at this. We have someone walking across the ground uh, uh, on 50 meter centers and, and that, you know, that makes a discovery. I, back in the day that used to be BHP's approach. They would just hire as many geologists as possible and have them walk lines, you know, and, and eventually somebody's going to trip over a, a juicy boulder. So. And that's what you've got at the moment. You've got um, crews walking, walking lines effectively. And is it, um, it's, it looks pretty rugged terrain, but uh, no bears, or maybe there are bears. Maybe take bear scarers, or we we haven't we haven't seen any any animals here yet, surprisingly. And this is this is our, our coming on our third season there, so uh, we get 
the the biggest the, the biggest thing we have uh, if you're if you have to drive from site into town into salmon Idaho there's every different type of deer and elk and antelope on the on the road um, but at the project area you know other than a few mule deer we don't see much we the guys have never seen a bear I've never seen a bear there um, and it and it, it it is rugged in places but certainly as you get to the north towards Granite Mountain but but the main project area is you know, part of the resources is up on a plateau and the other parts down in the, down the valley. It's not, it's not really, I wouldn't call it rugged by any stretch. Um, well, it sounds as if it's a really interesting um, project area. So um, how much of your um, budget is going to, how much are you going to be able to drill some of those other targets that you generated? You know, um, uh, can you just talk in terms of uh, infill, expansion and regional kind of the, the, what you're mentally thinking in terms of dividing up your drill program. Yeah. So up till now, we've been a bit of a victim of, of permitting. So, you know, waiting for our permits, but uh, we're, we're expecting to get our, per, our first set of permits on for targets outside of the patent claims in April. Uh, and obviously we have the budget to drill. I have 27 holes planned there. That doesn't mean I'm going to drill 27 holes, but uh Certainly, certainly could drill those initial holes. That's that's somewhere around three thousand meters to initially test those targets, uh, and then, you know, up to like I mentioned earlier, we're looking at somewhere around ten thousand meters of of infill and resource expansion. And obviously, um, dependent on results as we go, you know, labs these days are are quite jammed and slow, but. You know, as we like, if you if you remember that last diagram we had up where we're drilling the the holes to the west and the east side of the deposit, when we get those results, obviously, if we have something spectacular, uh, you know, we we can we'll have the ability to follow up on those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And do you consider Beauty Zone to be um, expansion or or regional? Well, it's five hundred meters from Lemai, so uh, you know, in in my mind. I would love to think that it links up to Lemai, um, but that's too early to tell. Uh, the, the geology definitely doesn't change between there and the Lemai deposit, but you are, as you get further from the, uh, from the edge of the intrusion, and as we call this an intrusion-related deposit, you know, obviously you would think that the plumbing would get, um, that the fluids have to, have to travel farther along those structures. So whether they're, you know, whether that giant, um, 200 meter package of mineralization, it, it still exists over there, you know, to be determined. But certainly, you know, we, there's, there's some spectacular vein sets there. But beauty is, uh, is more distal than uh, the main resource. To the yeah, it's, it's 500 meters. It's 500 meters from the edge, from the eastern, or sorry, from the western edge of the resource. So we're thinking of this as a satellite deposit right now that can add, you know, that can quickly add ounces because if we get anything uh, like the grades on the surface, uh, you know, you're going to add a lot of ounces very quickly. I noticed that in the, in the marketing materials, uh, um, and I think um, Will has spoken about it. Um, was it Randall? Um, was it, I'm sorry, but he's spoken about getting um, one and a half to two million ounces in, th in this program, which is quite a specific um, a specific number, you know, starting from one, you know, that's a, a, a half or a double. Well, so, so, you know, as, as we did, as I mentioned, you know, back in 
2016 when we identified this project, we knew there's some historic resources that were not 4311 compliant that had somewhere around 800,000 to 1.2 million ounces. Uh, so we knew we knew that we were going to get a starting point of around 800,000 ounces, and and we just knew from the distribution of the drilling that, that that there wasn't any reason. We didn't see any limits to the geology. We didn't see any hard cutoffs. Uh, we didn't see any reason that this couldn't be expanded uh, outside of external uh, external targets like the beauty zone, because like I mentioned before, nobody's nobody come in here and taken a regional approach to this and taken a large land package and tried to find another landmine. You know, so so we, we were excited about that potential because, as you know, this area with uh, you know this area along the uh, the main there's a main structure called the Trans Chalice Fault uh, or structure, and it it's pervasive in this area and its cross structures for for producing deposits like Revival has, like we have, like Midas, uh, or it's not called Midas anymore; it's called uh, Perpetua. Sorry. Um, you know, so we know this area is, is is a good area to be in, and and it, it it's also usually r- rare. Like, well, you could use the analogy of of revivals deposit, where they have a series of deposits along the main structure. Well, we also have Lemai sits along a main structure as well, a a, a northeast trending trending structure, and that which happens to coalesce with the with the margin of the intrusion. So there's no reason that we don't have multiple deposits here so um part of part of the work you're going to be doing is regional prospecting regional mapping geology 101 look at the geophysics try and get a repeat and will you be using the i mean does the intrusion stand out on the on the geophysics is 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 um have you got the regional geophysics along all your length of structure yeah we did detailed ground geophysics over the entire area that was the first thing we did we can see the contact of the of the intrusion and then uh, in places it, it it outcrops as well, so we can we actually see the contact on on one of the road cuts. So you know we could bear validate our our geophysical surveys. We did some uh, we did some IP to te- test work over the deposit, which we have a number of IP targets which are going to be tested in this round of drilling. Um, and you know I really believe that 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 the stratigraphy actually folds over on itself and we're going to see a repeat in stratigraphy at depth. So I, I really think that there's great there, there's a great chance that uh, this deposit's wide open at depth as well as to the uh, uh, you know to the east and the west. But but I really think there's no reason nobody's ever proven that there's that the deposit doesn't just keep going because we 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 get these uh, you know at depth you'll get these zones where you don't have any mineralization and you come back into it and uh, when you come along one of these flatline structures and I I think that's going to happen again I think we're going to see that and we're going to test that in this in this project. You got a handle on the kind of the regional stratigraphy so that you're able to say, hang on, we're into the uh, the overturned sediments here or you know this, we, we've got these this, this oh I recognize this uh, quartzite siltstone sequence but it's inverted here you know are you familiar enough with the geology of the area to be able to start hanging things together well like i mentioned before it, the deposit doesn't really seem to care whether it's in a siltite or or a quartzite and the uh, we really get uh, a very strongly folded uh, and sheared up system here of rocks. So knowing where you are exactly in the stratigraphy is pretty much impossible. They're just shattered. And, and the mineralization doesn't, doesn't seem to 
be preferential to, you know, it's not like other, it's not like a, a stratiform deposit where you're looking for one specific horizon in that, in that metasediment package. It's, it's, it's just not that it's, it's um, whether these, whether these structures that the mineralization is on now are turned over and now they just happen to be, you know, slightly, slightly dipping. Uh, that that's one theory, you know, there's a, there's a number of theories, but, uh, but certainly I, I don't see any reason why we just, well, we just don't keep getting this layer cake of, of, of mineralization. Uh, some of our holes at uh, 200 and some meters ended in mineralization. So there's no reason that we, that it doesn't keep going. And so what you're essentially saying is the, the, the power or the driving of the, this fluid system, which is kind of overprinting and obliterating everything. I mean, you talked about the, 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 um, the alteration in the, in the sulfide zones, you know, just, it, it, it's just obliterated by fluid flow and kind of repeat fluid flow. That's right. And, and we see, you know, as soon as we, if we, if we, uh, when we drill, especially on the, on the Eastern margin of the deposit, where we, there's some sections where, and you can see the sections on our, on our website, when you come through the intrusion, we always get the, you know, at that contact, it's always mineralized. It's always cooked up. It's, it's, you know, so it, it's more so what we see away from the intrusion. So we know that that thing was, is really, it's for sure remobilizing uh, mineralization, but it's obviously was the, the main heat source in the area. So it's a very important part of the deposit. And, and, you know, that's our land package because we don't, we didn't have any, any competition at the time when we got it, we really were able to, to go to our ground geophysics and stake that, that entire contact with the intrusion. So, you know, we have some interesting targets in the North being that there's not much outcrop in this area uh, that, that, you know, we should be able to follow up on and, and again, possibly find another landmine. And when you talk about intrusion, you're, I mean, this is clearly, I'm just beginning to understand that this is a big intrusion. It's, it runs for several kilometers. It's not a, uh, a, a stock or a plug. It's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a pluton. It, it is a pluton for sure. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's mapped wrong on the, on the Idaho geology map it, it's mapped as volcanics and and it, it it's not it just isn't so cool and the, the 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 locator of the next um limai or lemai i keep getting it wrong i'm so sorry um lemmy um is the is that structure or is that uh, a cross-cutting you know are you looking for kind of a, a another cross-cutting fault which kind of localizes fluid flow or is it or is it just uh, you've got to get, get up there and sample well, well, both. I mean, and like I mentioned, because there's very little, an another reason people didn't do a lot of work in this area was because there's very little outcrop. There's a, there's about uh, a five meter, very thin veneer of glacial till over the area. So there just isn't a lot of exposure. And as you know, the old timers were really good at finding anything that was exposed, but if yeah. it wasn't exposed, they didn't find it. Um, so, you know, we've, we're blanketing this whole area with soils to start with and geophysics. And when we have coincidental targets with, uh, you know, with at least more than two uh, factors involved, then um, then that becomes a pretty compelling target. Uh, and if you want, I can share my screen and show you just quickly show you the the magnetics. Yeah. And how and it does does the geology chemistry work through five meters of glacial till? And have you thought about getting an auger rig or to do some bottom of hole? 
Yeah, we, we thought of that, but, but we, you know, obviously we use Lemi as a test case. So we ran, we ran multiple different types of soil surveys because, you know, back in the old days, you just did conventional soils and you took it for what it's worth. And, and we do get a bit of outwash in places and things which, which, you know, conventional soils just don't work. So with the advent of things like ionic leach and MMI, so we basically, again, we old school approach just threw the book at it. We ran the lines over Lemi because we obviously know we have a deposit there. And uh, from that, we were able to see that ionic leach was, was the best match. And interestingly, you know, Revival Gold came to the same conclusion at their project uh, after us. So um, we were able to, to determine that was the best way to go. And then when we take our samples, so now we do ionic leach that sees through the glacial till um, and, and it was much more reliable. Whereas we, we saw the, what we saw in the conventional soils was very spotty response. Um, and that would probably be from the presence of a little bit of coarse gold kicking around. And we know this was a historic placer area as well. So, uh, you know, sends, sends the, you get a very large spike in one spot and then nothing over the middle part of the deposit. And, uh, whereas ionic leach really, really showed the margins of the deposit quite well. Yeah. Nice. So you're pulling up the geophysics. Yeah. So can you see that? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, so this, this large discolored blob here, that, that, that's the intrusion. Um, right. You can, you can see, and there's, there's that outline that we talked about earlier, which is the Lemi gold deposit. Uh, yes. This is the major, this is the major uh, structure that we, that we've identified through the area of that Northeast structure, which obviously uh, mimics the trans chalice structure, which is the, the main regional structure through the area. And then when yeah. you get these cross structures, this is, you know, a, there's a major cross structure and I have the claims and things on here. So it's not completely apparent, but you know, believe me when I say that X, X marks the spot there, there's a, and it's, it's, again, it's old school stuff. You know, uh, what do you need to have a deposit? You need structure, and you need a heat source. Those are the main things. And we obviously have these things. And as soon as you do the work, you see that they're very apparent. It's, it's uh, you know, at the, at the intersection of two major structures. And it's, uh, it's along the margin of the intrusion. So, um, yeah. so obviously things up here like target five and target six, where you see, you know, there's no reason to believe that's not another lemmy. Yeah. Uh, we talked about all these different targets. So. Dean, thank you so much. Um, what a great story. Um, I, I think I've got a much better picture for it. You know, is, is there anything that I'm missing? You know, what, is there anything else that you feel that we haven't covered that uh, you want to kind of share? No, I mean, I think, you know, I think, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year for us. We're, we're, we're well-financed. Um, we're, we're going to test all of our theories. Uh, whether it be ex exploration targets or our, uh, expansion drilling at Lemai, obviously there's the infill drilling, which we know we understand, we know and understand that already. But certainly going to be exciting times uh, for our, for things at the beauty zone and for our drilling at depth. If we were to get mineralization at either one of those, you know that really that's really going to uh, make this an interesting story and really will get us close to that two million ounces quickly. And do you? Um... Do you have a feel for kind of um, the U.S. retail? You know, it, 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 are there um, U.S. citizens who kind of seem to be interested in the story? Because I noticed you're listed in the, in the, in 
in um in Canada. Maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you spend too much time on the rocks and you're not listening. I, to I'm, just, I'm just I'm just the dumb geologist. I don't I don't have <laughs> anything to do with that side of the business. I'm just wor- I'm just worrying about what the drill's doing and and what the rocks are doing and and yeah. uh, you'll have to talk to to Paul and Will about those sorts of things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I will do. But anyway, um, the best of luck with it all. Keep I, I I like old school geology, especially where you can do it. I mean, there are um uh, the Mark One eyeball and a bit of boot leather and a hand lens and a hammer are pretty damn good tools. Yeah, it it works. And and you know what? Don't try to uh don't try to think you're smarter than someone else. Just just put the data in in the in the archive file, blanket it with new data. And then see where you're at, you know, like, and that's, that's been our approach and it's obviously working out pretty well so far. And uh, I think it's going to continue to, to be exciting.